Five on five in five. It is November first. Rabbit, rabbit. Walk me through that. I don't actually. I can't. (laughs) But I have been told that on the first of the month, people say rabbit, rabbit. I have no clue what it means. Hopefully everything's cool there. Yep. I should probably I check actually, that right. up because I actually, might have to edit this and take it out. I actually do three rabbits. This is something my mom taught me. It's good luck to the first of the month you say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Oh, you do three oh, rabbits. And okay. it brings good luck to you, supposedly. There you okay. go. So, so I didn't make it up. All right. I'm over here just rabbitless. So we yeah, will still fact check this before including <laughs> it in the podcast. was literally saying it as I was brushing my teeth this morning. So I, I think have we're good. Good, mo- good luck all, all month. Okay. Well, there's your fact, fact of the day for our <laughs> listeners out there. Fletcher, Kelly, and Stephen here with you once again. But as we start a new month, two months left in 2023, it is a very cold start. A lot of you probably saw some flurries last night during the trick-or-treating. I know I did. Yeah, I always root for meteorologist Randy Rico to be Cincinnati's most accurate, most accurate. Years except running. for last night. I was <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't be upset if she was like eh, a couple hours off. She wasn't uh, spot on. We headed out for trick or treat and boom, snow flurries, to which my husband said, it's flurrying. Did you know it was supposed to snow? Um, And then the fight ensued about if he watches the news or not. Okay, so weather wise, cold again this morning. Uh, We're going to hit the mid 40s today. Another really cold overnight. The good news here is we don't have to settle into winter just yet. We're going to warm up nicely. Eh. Nicely is relative for the time of the year. Tomorrow, it's going to be a high of 53. And then as we get towards the weekend, which I know it's Wednesday, but like, why not? Let's talk about it. Highs in the 60s. So really, you know, a nice little, a little taste of winter and then back to more of the fall weather. 60s is pretty nice. I'll take it. For this time of year. For this time of the year, I'm in. For what I walked through last night with my children, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. All right, that is the weather forecast, of course, brought to you by our wonderful meteorologist, Randy Rico. Time to get to the headlines, five on five, in five, you know the rules, five stories on Channel 5 in five minutes. Fletcher, our first headline. Yes, our first headline, a very breaking situation, so things might change by the time you're listening to this, but as of 7.39 a.m., officials say two men are trapped after the collapse of an idled coal production plant in eastern Kentucky, Martin County to be specific. Yes, it's very close to the West Virginia state line. Uh, Rescue crews have been in touch with one of the men and they have been able to find a way to provide aid but they're unable to get to him or the other man and we also don't know the condition of either of these two people so uh, just after 6 a.m kentucky governor andy Bashir signed an executive order declaring a state of emergency in the county to help mobilize state resources we know there has been a very large response to this because that's how it got on our radar some of our local fire departments were getting the calls of them needing assistance to come down there. So we do know that uh, Covington fire members likely heading down to assist. We're also trying to get in touch with Ohio Task Force One to see if maybe they will be called down. Ironically, they just went through a building collapse workshop, per se, uh, talking about the resources they use, how they navigate these scenarios, as well as making sure that other people have access to that information. So, um, yeah, scary situation, very rural area. So getting there is not the easiest. It will take crews some time to get down there um, and then learning the lay of the land before they potentially help out in the rescue efforts. 
Our second story this morning, much closer to home. A uh, bit of a violent morning. Thankfully, no deaths have been reported yet, but police in Cincinnati are investigating a pair of overnight shootings, Stephen. Yeah, we'll start with the first one in Coryville around 2 a.m. So this was just, I mean, it was Halloween yesterday, so I'm sure there was probably lots of students in costumes, you know, wrapping up for the evening. But uh, shots were fired around 2 a.m. near uh, the dive bar. Police say a 22-year-old man was grazed in the head. Taken to a hospital, expected to be okay. Good news there. But UC police, they sent out a shelter-in-place alert that let all the students know something happened. Just bear down. Let us get through this. Uh, right now, the suspect, uh, really no details. They're looking for somebody in a hoodie, which is, gives us next to no information. But then in Carthage, police are investigating a reported shooting at a gas station at North Bend Road. That happened just after midnight. Uh, we did see police investigating, but no details on that. But unfortunately, uh, two separate shootings happening overnight in our city. Yep. And uh, as we get more information, as always, we will update you if it's on air. It'll be on air, but it's always online at WLWT.com. Moving on, our third story. Operation Save a Life continues this week in conjunction with WLWT broadcasting Sunday night's Bills Bengals game. Um, and this morning, Meredith Stutz talked about uh, where w w one organization that is going to be getting some of those donations. This is a. We're going to hear about this all week because yeah, it's an we'll important thing to talk about. Uh, the Red Cross has selected five organizations to receive the funding for training classes through Operation Save a Life, and that includes the Northern Kentucky Community Action Commission. As we've discussed, we do not want the financial challenge to be a barrier to people learning how to help save a life. And with our fundraiser, in conjunction with the Red Cross, all of the money is staying in our community. So very much so, the person learning that training could help save someone you know in the case of an emergency. Um, yes, definitely going to be an emotional Bengals-Bills game as we get closer to Sunday night. I'm sure we'll start to hear more and more about those stories. But uh, the Northern Kentucky Community Action Commission plans to host the Red Cross taught classes through its 26 locations once that funding is secured. So again, if you're able to donate even a few dollars, five bucks makes a difference. Head to our website, WLWT.com, our mobile app. All of that will take you to the donation site to help us provide this money for life-saving treatment. And you're going to hear really important stories through the week, too. Absolutely. Jeter McGee went all the way to Boston to the AED manufacturer, the same one that saved DeMar Hamlin's life. Talk to them about the nonstop calls they're getting for AEDs. So that'll be uh, tonight at 6 on WLWT. Make sure you tune into that. And, of course, it'll be posted to WLWT.com once it yep. airs. And the story to find, where to donate, and everything on the website is super easy to look for. So you don't have to do much searching. Just head to the website, and you'll be able to see it without much of an issue. Our fourth story this morning, a 21-page complaint has been filed against the Archdiocese of Covington alleging a school administrator and teacher singled out a middle school student based on her race. Yeah, the complaint says a teacher used a racial slur in class and was not punished. The student, an eighth grade girl, uh, possibly had some uh, special needs or a learning disability. Um, apparently, uh, this word was used. Some other students were using it as well, but then they uh, accused the school of not doing anything to discipline the teacher or uh, to just end this. So the mother um, was the one who reported it to the school because uh, she refused to share her answers on an assignment as far as the little girl. So um, it's something that's being investigated. We reached out to the attorneys. We reached out to the archdiocese, um, but it's under litigation. So we did not hear back. We did not uh, get any comment, but uh, just a really ugly uh, situation. Yeah. You don't want to hear about these things happening to anybody, much less a little black black girl who's the only black girl in, in her class so uh, hopefully this gets resolved um, in the very near near future and we hope to not hear about events like this in the future yeah you hope your teachers are going to lead the classroom in preventing something like that obviously we'll wait and see kind of more details on as this unfolds 
And finally rounding us out today, new conference, same rivalry, Cincinnati UCF set to meet on Saturday, 3.30 kick at Nippert. And it's two programs that were once riding high as G5 members struggling a little bit to enter the power ranks. UC in the middle of their longest losing streak since 1998 at six games. The Knights are coming in on a five-game skid. So, Stephen, you said this morning... Somebody's got to win. Somebody this one. does have to win. There's talks about UC possibly changing qu- quarterbacks. Um, will that help? We we shall see. But it's just UC's in a kind of a little bit of a spiral. They're trying to find their footing. You know, you, you think about the seniors on the team who've been through such highs in the past couple of years between the college football playoff berth and uh, doing so well in the past couple of seasons to now they're sitting there with two wins and really, you know, they don't, no oars in the water to row the boat the right direction right, right now. So uh, we'll see. They're underdogs this weekend. We'll see if Emory Jones can get back on uh, track or if um, uh, Brady Lichtenberg gets the nod and uh, continues forward as a starter. Yep. Through eight games, Emory Jones has thrown for 1,601 yards and 13 touchdowns. Compare that to the 2,059 yards and 16 touchdowns Ben Bryant threw through eight games last year. Again, different coaches, different bit of a different offensive system, two very different styles of quarterbacking. Um, but it's very clear that something is not going right, as probably evidenced best by that Oklahoma game where UC could drive but not finish drives, resulting in their close loss. Fun fact: I once covered the UCF national champions mm. parade in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> the, the championship. We'll use that. that. We'll use That's that another in air conversation <laughs> for a day, but that is a legitimate championship, and I will stick to that. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I'll agree to that. When you win all your games. Celebrate. What else he's supposed to do? I don't think hey. anyone was arguing there. It just was the title. title. College football was built on claimed national championships for almost Max. a century. Looking at you, it's, Alabama and Notre Dame. It's just reviving an old tradition. Isn't okay. that what college football all right. is all about? All right. tradition? I, I set the train on the wrong tracks, and here we go. <laughs> I want to know, does Penn State have any? Have they claimed any natties that are not so claimed elsewhere? Okay, we'll leave it at that. That's Fletcher. That's Kelly. I'm Stephen. We are back tomorrow for 5 on 5 in